Hi, this is Sherry at the Intentional Home Podcast, where I share tips and resources to help you live with intention and purpose. This is episode number 12, and today we are going to be talking about some systems and tools that you can use to create your to-do list. Now, in the last episode, episode 11, we talked about the why behind why you would want to keep to-do lists. And today we're going to get a little more specific and talk about how to actually set them up, how to organize them, and some different tools that you can use to keep your to-do list. Now, before we dig into some different options for keeping your daily to-do list, let me just say that there are many different ways and tools that you can use. And I've used a bunch of different ones in the past. So feel free, give yourself the freedom to try one tool or one system for a while. And if it doesn't work, then try another one. You may find that one system works best during certain seasons of your life. And that's okay. It's okay. Give yourself that freedom to try some different things and find what works for you. Just be willing to adjust and change as needed to fit the needs of you and your family. Okay, now that we understand that, that there are is no one right way to do this, the right way is going to be the way that you're going to use. So as with any system that we put in place, a system is nice and it might look nice and shiny and pretty, but if we don't use it, it doesn't really serve any purpose. So Let's look at some systems to consider for creating and keeping those to-do lists organized. Now, before we talk about kind of what I call the daily to-do list or maybe a weekly to-do list, I want to talk about we're probably going to have kind of a master list of projects or things that we want to get done. Um, Maybe we don't have a date set yet for when we want to do it. It's just something that you know you want to do and you don't want to forget about it. So you are going to need to have some place to keep kind of a master to-do list. Now, as with the daily to-do list, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, you can keep that list digitally, like in a word processing uh file or something like Evernote, or you could keep it in a to-do app of some sort, but decide on one place that you're going to keep that master list and just kind of brain dump and write down everything that you can think of that you feel you want to get done. Maybe it's within the next year. Maybe it's way down the road, but go ahead and just brain dump and get all of that out of your head and make that big list. Now, I, the tool that I like to use for that is Wonderlist. It's a, it's a to-do app that you can download. It's free. You can access it on your desktop or on mobile. But one reason why I like Wonderlist is it allows me to have folders for each different part of my life. So maybe I have a folder for home, a folder for personal, a folder for my blog, um, maybe a folder for homeschooling. So, and then under those folders, then I have lists of projects or things I want to get done for each of those different areas of my life. So 
you decide. You decide if you want something digitally or if you want something, just a hard copy, a piece of paper and a notebook. But whatever you choose, just keep everything in that one place. I know I made have made the mistake in the past of having to-do lists all over the place. I had some in Evernote. I had kept some in Evernote things for my blog. I wrote some in my in my um, bullet journal, some personal to-do things I wanted to do. I wrote in an app. I can't remember which app I was using at the time, but I had some things in an app that I wanted to do. I had some things in Trello, which is another online tool you can use for different things. I had these to-do lists everywhere and it was so confusing and I never went and looked at them. I forgot about them. And as I just said, a system is fine, but if you don't use it, if it doesn't make sense, it doesn't serve a purpose. And so I encourage you to have that master to-do list in one place, have everything in one place so that you know where it is, you know where to go and put something. If you think of something that you need to get done, you can go and get that entered in there. So that is the first thing is having a place for that master to-do list. Now we're going to get a little more specific about your daily to-do list. And this is going to be the to-do list that you're going to look at every day. So it's a list that you make that you look at throughout the day to accomplish the things during that day that you feel that you need to get done. Now, as with the master to-do list, there are different options. And I'm just going to go over kind of four different options that you can use. And the first one is using either like a notebook or a piece of paper or an index card. Or if you're like me and you have a a journal of some sort, like a bullet journal, you have your to-do list written down in there. Um, Some people really prefer using paper and pen and having that physical to-do list. And if you love that, and if that fits your personality, then that's great. Um, The important thing to keep in mind is that you're going to be tempted to have all sorts of paper to-do lists all over the place. So if you're going to keep that physical to-do list, be sure and keep it organized and in one place so you know where it is. Um, The next option, so besides a physical to-do list, like a piece of paper or a notebook or a journal or index card, um, let me back up, the index card. Um, That was something that I had heard from Misty Winkler. Um, She's another homeschool mom, and she talked about using an index card to put her to-do list on. And she would write on there like three to five things that she needed to get done that day. And because it was so small, she couldn't write down, you know, a huge list of 20 things that she wanted to get done. It was just something small that she could stick up on her fridge or stick in her pocket where she could pull it out and remind herself of things that she needed to do. So if you struggle with maybe trying to do too much, maybe an index card is a good option or even a post-it note something small that you can write that list on and stick it where you're going to see it. So that's the physical option. The next option is some sort of to-do app. Now, there are many, many different apps out there that you can use on your phone or on your computer to keep that running to-do list. Um, A few that I recommend that I've looked at and used some over the years One is called Todoist, 
And I believe that all of these have apps for the iPhone and for Android. So Todoist is one. Another one is called Remember the Milk. And another one is Wonderlist. And I'm going to put links for all of these in the show notes if you want to go check them out. But these are all three of these are ones that I have used. And any any one of them would work great to get you started. They all have free versions. A lot of times you can upgrade and pay for the paid version and have maybe a little more um, options to use. But the free versions are sufficient, in my opinion, for for what you um, would use them for. But the benefit of using an app versus the paper version is that your to-do list will be with you wherever you are. You can access them on any computer, on any mobile device. Um, So you don't have your paper to-do list at home. And if you're out running around, if you have it on on your phone with an app, then you could pull it up no matter where you are. So that's one of the benefits of doing a digital option. So using a to-do app of some sort. The third option is using Google Calendar. Um, This is a little hack that I I learned. I don't remember who I learned it from, but it is one that I use, and I'll explain a little bit more. But if you use Google Calendar for your calendar, then you may want to think about just using Google Calendar for your to-do list as well. This is what I ended up doing simply because I didn't like having to open up a separate app to see my to-do list. So since I was using Google Calendar to keep my calendar, I would just put in all of my to-dos in Google Calendar. And how I did that is in Google Calendar, you can create separate calendars for different things. And if you're familiar with Google Calendar, you'll know what I'm talking about. But I created a separate calendar and I called it to do. And then I created whenever I wanted to enter a to do item, I would enter it as an all day event. I didn't assign a time to it unless that if you have a to do that you need to be done by a certain time that day, then you can do that. But most of my to do's just are assigned to a day. There's not really a certain time during that day. So I would enter the to-do as an all-day event. And then in Google Calendar, when you do that, it puts that item at the very top of that day. So um, this was very convenient for me because when I pull up my Google Calendar, um, later I'll explain exactly how I do my to-do list. But when I would sit down doing my weekly review and writing out my to-do list for the week, I can just simply open my Google Calendar. I can see all of my to-do list at the very top. And then I can scroll down through the day and see if there's any appointments I need to write down. So it's very convenient for me. I like having everything in one place. So that is what I have done. To give you some examples of how I have used that Google Calendar, things that I have set up another... um, nice thing about using something like Google Calendar is that you can set up items that are recurring, things that repeat every week, things like laundry or cleaning or reminding me to change the furnace filters or back up the computers. Um, Those are all things that I want to remember to do. And by putting them into Google Calendar, I can go in and set it to repeat 
whether it's uh, on a certain day every week or a certain day of each month or once every three months or whatever the, you know, whatever the option I want to set, I can go in and do that. And it's, it's so easy to do. And I don't have to worry about forgetting the, to do things that I want to get done. I know they're in there and they're going to remind me when that week comes up that are things that I need to do. So that's another option is the Google Calendar. The last one is actually a combination. Now, you may find that a combination of digital and paper works best. You may like to keep your to-do list in a notebook or like I do in a journal and then add them to your calendar when you plan out your week. Or you may like to keep your to-do list in an app or in a Google Calendar and then write out your list for the week on paper and put it on the fridge. You just have to figure out what works for you. What I have found works the best for me is, as I've said, um, I use Wonderlist to organize my big to-do list, my master to-do list, things I want to get done. And then I use Google Calendar to actually put those to-dos on my calendar when I'm ready to start working on them. And then every Saturday, I sit down with my bullet journal and I go through the coming week and I write down in my bullet journal under each day, I write down all of my to-dos that I have entered in there and I write down any appointments that we have. All of those things I need to remember are things I need to do. I make my list in my bullet journal. And then during the week, I don't really look at my Google Calendar anymore. I just refer to my bullet journal. And I add things if I need to add things. I check them off as I get them done. So what has worked for me is a combination of the two. I like using Google Calendar because I can set things and automate them so I don't have to remember to repeat things every week. And then I still like to have the paper version too. Um, I tried using just Google Calendar. Um, I tried to go onto my phone or my, my tablet every day to see what I needed to do. But I hated having to open it up, put in my password and open up, you know, the app. And then if I got it done, then I had to like delete it. So I remembered I got it done and it just got to be more work. And so this option, doing a combination has worked best for me. Now, I don't know what's going to work best for you. And this is where you're just going to have to choose one of these options and just begin keeping a to-do list and just try it out and see what works for you. Think about what your personality is like. Do you like to write? Do you like to keep journals? Maybe doing what I do and doing a combination is what's going to work best for you. Maybe you don't like pen and paper and you just like digital stuff. Maybe just keeping everything in an app or everything in Google Calendar is what's going to work the best for you. But like I said before, there is no one way that's necessarily better than the other. The only right way to keep your to-do list is the way that allows you to actually use it. So I want to encourage you. We've talked about to-do lists now for a couple weeks. We've talked about the why, and we've talked about some systems and tools that you can use to get you started. So I just want to encourage you, sit down today, figure out a system that you want to try. 
give it a try for a couple weeks and see how it goes. And um, I think you're going to find that it helps you to be more productive and more intentional about your days. And it, it relieves a lot of stress when you can get those things down in a list and you don't have to try to remember what you need to get done. So give it a try. Start that to-do list today. So I want to thank you again for joining me here at the Intentional Home Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Intentional Home Podcast in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. For more information about my podcast and to see the show notes with links to resources that I've mentioned in the episodes, please go to sherrygram.com forward slash podcast. Thanks and have a wonderful day.